welcome to BYOB, the Be Your Own Boss podcast, inspiring you to be the CEO of your life. This is Ellie. And this is Rianne. Whether you're an entrepreneur or not, grab a beverage and tune in to BYOB because you don't need a business to be your own boss. Hey, bosses. Welcome back to episode three of the BYOB podcast. I'm here with Ellie today, and we're actually both in Minnesota, but we're still recording virtually because there is a giant blizzard outside and the roads are really bad and we can't go anywhere. But hopefully we'll get to record for you soon when we are both live and in person. Yes, I'm so excited for the day that we can record together in person. Today is not that day. It is currently negative 35 degree wind chill. So um, yeah, our cars, our bodies, our roads are all saying no to going outside right now. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gnarly out there. We're hunkering down, um, but we're still going to record an episode today for you. And uh, we just talked through the outline and I'm super excited for what we have to share. Um, but first of all, as we always do, we like to start off our episode by um, giving you a little insight about the beverage that we brought. So Ellie, did you bring a beverage today? I did bring a beverage. It is, as we said, freezing outside. So I went for a nice warm cup of tea. Oh, yeah. So I'm drinking some lemon tea and the, it's per, it's hitting the spot because it's it's <laughs> cold outside. I know that last time we had kombucha and I was like, oh, do I want kombucha? But tea is perfect. What are you drinking this afternoon, Rianne? Yum. Tea sounds really good. Do you have anything with your tea or is it just lemon tea? It's just lemon tea. Sometimes I'll add like I really like raspberry tea and then I'll mm. add a lemon to my raspberry tea. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'll infuse some fruit or something. But today we're just doing some classic lemon tea. Oh, yum. Lemon and honey is actually like my favorite go-to. Yeah, like favorite bedtime go-to. Like it's like my it's everything actually so like I drink it when I go to bed sometimes I'll drink it when I have a sore throat sometimes I'll drink it when I wake up if I have like a or if I have like tummy issues lemon and honey hot water honestly yeah. the best yes yeah that's a good idea I do love drinking chamomile tea before bed mm. or I think it's like a lavender and chamomile tea I got it from Trader Joe's but it's a great way to wind down and um yeah, it's always so good. But yeah, love tea. Yeah. Love the warmth. Very cozy. Lavender and it's, chamomile sounds like the perfect combo. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, so what are you drinking? What yeah. beverage did you bring? I brought some pomegranate juice, some palm juice. I'm showing Ellie and it actually looks like I'm drinking red wine, but it's palm it does. juice. I promise. Red wine. In yes. a mason jar. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. My mom put me onto this stuff. It's so good. And um, when you go, if you do buy pomegranate juice, it has a lot of good antioxidants in it, but you have to get the palm brand. But because of the fact that it doesn't have any added sugar, but it's mm. delicious. It's so good. <laughs> so that's what I'm drinking today for my beverage. Yum. I don't think I've ever had pomegranate juice. I love like pomegranate seeds, but... Mm -hmm. I'll definitely have to try that. I Speaking of pomegranates, though, I found a recipe of guac. I love guacamole <gasps> where you add pomegranate seeds. I was going to say, how did you get from pomegranate to guac? <laughs> <laughs> Just random thoughts with Ellie. But no, <laughs> yes. I – yeah, I found a recipe that utilizes pomegranate seeds for guac. Huh. Have so you tried I'm it? Very, Do you like it? I haven't tried it, but I really want to try it. So now I need to try – pomegranate guac and pomegranate juice yes well hey if you get a pomegranate you can throw some in your guac and then you can like blend the rest of it up yeah that's a good idea yum well now i want to try that oh my gosh it's like pomegranate season in california right now and i just got like a giant one like the size of my head for like three dollars and it had so many seeds in it i found like i was like for some reason i had like i was on pomegranate tiktok and there was <laughs> there was a girl that literally bought like 15 cases of pomegranate, like not 15 pomegranates, 15 cases of wow. pomegranates from Costco. And she was like opening them. And I was like, just like watching her in a daze, <laughs> like completely mesmerized by how she was like opening the pomegranates and like picking the seeds out. Anyway, I digress, but it was really cool. And yes, you should definitely try palm juice. And I will definitely try the pomegranate guac. 
Yes, I'm excited to try all those. We'll have to we'll have to chat about how it actually tasted. But we'll report back. We'll post on our story yes. to see how it actually is if anybody's yeah. curious. <laughs> yeah. I, that's a good idea. I'm very curious. When I saw the recipe, I was like, uh, are we sure about that? It tasted good though. Well, I haven't tried it, but they love it. The the yeah. article is like, every time I make guac, I have to add pomegranate seeds. So I guess the texture would be kind of nice. It adds some crunch in a way, but yeah. we'll we'll report back. I but... feel like I feel like my Hispanic and my Latina friends are gonna be like shaking in their boots <laughs> after hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try it, but I, I will give it a try just just so I can see how it is. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But do you have a tip, trick, or thing that has elevated your life? Today? I do, I do. So if you're new here, we do a BYOB, so a, a new beverage that we have every week, and also a tip, trick, thing that has elevated our lives. And my my tip, trick, thing is actually a tip today. Um, So since we've been traveling so much, I just realized that I started doing this when I um, leave to go travel somewhere. And so my trick, I guess it's a tip, tip or trick. Anyway, my tip is that before you leave on any vacation, work trip, or any trip in general, clean your room. At least Mm. just like a little bit. Like even if you have like piles of laundry sitting around, shove it in your closet shove it under your bed like do something to like tidy up your room where if you like just literally like wipe down the shelves a little bit clear off your dresser and make your bed this way when you come back you kind of like at least for me I forget that I clean my room and it just like makes coming home so much sweeter because you have a clean room to come home to and it's just like so cozy and then you don't have to worry about like cleaning or it just doesn't like make you feel worse when you get home because all you want to do is relax so my tip is that whenever you go on a trip make sure to just tidy up your room a little bit because it makes coming home that that's a great tip I made sure to do that when I came home and I have my room decorated for Christmas and stuff so I'm excited to come home to a clean cozy room that's a great a great tip oh love it Mm -hmm. what is your tip trick thing So mine is, I guess, a thing, but also a tip in a way. But what I have for something that has really elevated my life is journaling. And I think I talked about this in the last episode um, where that's something that I like to do, especially in the morning or before bed. But I was just thinking I left my journal back in Denver and I'm so bummed because (laughs) – I've wanted to journal while being back home and I don't have it here. So I'll just have to transfer it in some way. But anyway, journaling, I think it was definitely a habit that was a little tricky to get into because I'm like, what do I talk about? But I found a really long list of prompts that help, you know, when you're in writer's block or you're not really sure what to talk about, you feel like nothing happened that day. Um, Some really good reflective, intentional prompts Mm. Um, so journaling is something that a good tip slash thing, I guess, Mm. that has really elevated the game for me, especially at night. Um, for me, I find sometimes I, you know, you distract yourself, distract yourself with like scrolling social media or, Mm. um, you know, watching YouTube or watching TV. And I'm, like, no, I want to have some really intentional time to reflect on my day, mm-hmm. reflect on how I'm doing and what I'm doing. So I've thought, I think journaling has been a great thing to elevate life lately. Oh, that's really good. I really like journaling too. I've actually gotten off the practice of it. I feel like I journal every time I have something happen just so I can like jot mm-hmm. it down, which is a great way to start. And if you do that, that's awesome. Um, I just find that it's really fun to look back on the progress that I've made and um, like read some of the fun stories that sometimes I'll write down. Um, do you have any tips or tricks for people who might want to get into journaling, but they do have that writer's block that you talked about? Yeah, I think for me, when I decided I wanted to start journaling, which was in 2015, I went to Barnes & Noble, I think, or just any place that sells stationery, 
and I picked out a journal that I love. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes having, at least for me, knowing that it's an exciting stationary piece, the journal and a nice pen, like I love the, um, precise rolling ball pilot pens. Ooh. <laughs> and so when you have a good pen and some fun journals, it makes me excited to pull it out because it's kind of like in a way a luxury because yeah. you got something that will last the test of time. So I think finding the stationery that you like that makes you excited, but then also finding prompts. I like to go on Pinterest to find prompts mm. and it's just a great way where if you do have writer's block or you're trying to get into it and maybe you only spend 30 seconds doing your journal prompts, but just a way to really get into it where um, it's guided and not just, oh, I'm going to, you know, word vomit on a page my day. I don't know. It's nice <laughs> to have some guidance yeah. sometimes. But yes, yeah, I think those are the two two biggest things of prompts and then stationary that gets you excited to open it up. Mm, I love that. Those are really good tricks. I, I I don't know what it is about stationary, but every time I go into like Target or something, I have to go to the stationary section. There's just something that I love about a good pack of pens, like brand new oh, pack yeah. of pens. Oh my gosh. It's like, it's beautiful. It's like Christmas morning. Which it as really is. <laughs> which as we're recording right now, it's almost Christmas morning. But anyway, <laughs> um, I love those tips, and I really liked what you said about having that guided practice because this way it makes you more mindful about what you're doing. I've also found mm -hmm. it very therapeutic to do the word vomiting, though. Like if you do yes. struggle with getting words on a page, I think the thing to remember what helps me the most is to remember that there's literally no pressure with journaling. Mm -hmm. It's literally for what you put on the page for yourself. And there's nobody like, I mean, for me, like I don't show anybody my journal. So like nobody's going to read it. Nobody's going to like keep like pressure me to like do the things that I write down or don't do the things that I write down. So if mm -hmm. you do want to word vomit, if that helps you, um, I know there's some people, my mentor, Kelsey, actually, she recommends doing morning pages where that's what she does. It's just word vomit for five minutes. Like you write five minutes straight or like three minutes straight without picking your up your pen from the page and you just keep writing anything and everything that's on your mind. And people mm -hmm. have said that as some mornings that they feel least motivated to write something is, are the mornings that they actually find that they have like written the most because wow. they might have that like mental block or that mental block is coming from something that is actually um, like thoughts that are um, mm -hmm. making them feel anxious or making taking up more space in their mind so when you put it down on the page it's like you are physically releasing it from your mind which is really cool yes for sure I love doing that at night sometimes if I just can't turn my brain off before bed and I think that's a really good point is there sometimes where I like to journal to tell a story of what happened because I want to remember it mm -hmm. and then there's the times where you just need to get everything out of your brain mm -hmm. and um yeah, that is that is really helpful. And I find that with journaling, it takes intention. And sometimes I don't, it takes it reflection, the intention to reflect. And sometimes I don't realize something's bothering me. Like you said, it could be in your subconscious and you don't really realize you're holding these, this, this certain anxiousness or something on your mind that you don't even realize until you start writing and you can release that and you just feel better. So yeah, journaling is great. Maybe we can also post some journal prompts. I think that would be a have, good idea. Yeah. I have a list of favorites that maybe we can post that because I think um, it's such a beautiful thing to look back on. And you said, you know, no one's looking at it mm -hmm. and I sure hope that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. I think to myself, like someday I need to burn this <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just kidding. There's nothing crazy in there, but it's just it it's it is a very vulnerable thing to bring your thoughts onto paper. Yeah. It's also a very beautiful thing. It is. It is. Like I said, it's like a therapeutic process. So I I think the journal prompts would be such a good idea. So yeah, we'll look into posting that for all of you. Um and yeah, that was our tip trick thing. And if you have any tip trick things that you want to share with us, feel free to pop it over to the Facebook group or on Instagram and just DM us what you have found helpful in your life um, that elevates your everyday routine. 
So now that we talk, I feel like journaling and like talking about different things to help us like feel more elevated and feel more comfortable um, brings us to our conversation today of like what we actually wanted to talk about, which um, Ellie and I wanted to share some of our experiences with stepping out of that comfort zone and also taking advantage of the different opportunities in our lives. And as we're recording this, like I said before, we are both in our hometowns in Minnesota. Um, currently, it's blizzarding outside, but um, we <laughs> now actually live outside of Minnesota. I live in San Diego, California, while Ellie is in Denver, Colorado. We both moved in 2022 um, to our different locations, and I feel like it's been a very... It's been a big step in our lives and it, there has mm-hmm. been a lot that has gotten us there. Um, so I feel like this message of stepping out of your comfort zone and taking advantage of opportunities is going to look different for everybody. Of course, you don't have to like move to a different state or like start your life from, from scratch somewhere else to be able to like experience these things. But I think what's really important to talk about is like how we got there. So um Sitting on, I mean, sitting in my childhood bedroom right now is like kind of bringing up some different emotions of what I went through and how I got to the decision of like moving away and what some of those, what processing some of those emotions felt like. And uh, Ellie, I want to hear about your experience as well in terms of like how it makes you feel being back home around your family. And then we can go into a little bit more about our experiences and moving out of state. Mm-hmm. It is a very exciting thing being back home. And I know for me, I moved in the end of February of 2022. So I'm coming up on almost a year now of being in Denver, which is so crazy. So I have been home a few times since I've moved almost monthly, pretty much <laughs> since I've moved. So I think it'll be interesting to hear your thoughts in one of your first extended times home since moving out of state. But I think um, it's a really interesting feeling where it's almost like a time capsule in a way. Mm. I'm also staying in my childhood bedroom where I have art from, I literally made art in fourth grade and put it <laughs> yes. on my walls and it's still there. And, you know, the same bedspread and the furniture. And I find it's so special to be home and I love being able to spend time with my family and mm-hmm. it's very comforting to be back to a familiar place and just knowing, you know, I know where I'm driving to, where to go, things like that. I'm still learning Denver quite a bit. So yeah. it is a very comforting feeling, especially being home for the holidays. Um, feel very lucky to be able to be home for the holidays and for an extended time with my family. But I do sometimes, I'm curious to see if this happens to you, but I sometimes find myself reverting back to like my high school ways. Mm, like do what? Do you ever find that? Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like I like coming back home sometimes, especially for extended periods and not just the weekend, I just feel like extra unmotivated and maybe mm. that's a common thing. But I find myself just, yeah, feeling like back in high school and I don't You were not unmotivated in high school. You were probably I, one I, of the <laughs> most motivated people in high school. Okay. That's true. Like I, I don't feel like I was very motivated in high school, but <laughs> just like, I don't know. It just is a different feeling. Like I feel like I regress in a way of hmm. be, my independence regresses and maybe it's the pr- proximity to like your parents. I'm not sure, but it's a very interesting feeling I that I found so. myself feeling like when I come back home, it's not like I'm still doing everything and um, like, it's not like, I don't know, I'm video gaming on the couch 24 hours a day. Yeah. But it's just a very interesting feeling of like when I'm back back home in Denver, I'm like, all right, time to go grocery shopping. I'm going to clean the whole kitchen, like mm-hmm. get back to your independence, your own place. And I come back home and it's just like, oh, cozy. Now just I'm going to wrap up in these blankets and lay by the fireplace. Yes. So I don't know. That's I love that. how I feel. But how? what is your feeling, especially now your first longer visit 
back yeah. home. I, I feel honestly the same way. I've been also sitting on the couch and like reading on my Kindle and my mom is like, are you hungry? Do you want something to eat? Do you want to do this? Like, can I do this? And I'm just like, mom, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm like, oh, I, you know, just like everything is like taken care of and I feel so special and I love it. And <laughs> of course, I'm not making my mom do everything. I'm helping her like clean up the kitchen and stuff. But she's like, no, 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 no. Go sit down. Like, I'll take care of it. And I'm like, no, it's fine. Like, I'm, I'm older now. Like, I can definitely take care of things. Um, but yeah, it's like you, you have that like, I mean, I don't know if like less independent is the right term, but um, I feel like some person with a psychology background out there is saying that we're probably like forming back to like our um, inner children or inner child when we come back home. And I honestly, like, I think that thought is really comforting um, being able to like, like you said, like be very privileged and very blessed to have um, a family and a home to come home to where things are taken care of um, and where we do feel like this overwhelming amount of like joy and also codependency <laughs> that we kind of just get to like relax and perhaps that's what our body <laughs> needs. I think that's, I mean, that's definitely what my body needs is to relax. So that's probably, it's probably why we're mm -hmm. feeling the way that we feel. Yeah, that's a good point. I do think it's the comfort and um, yeah, but it is, it is a good, it's a cozy feeling, but you have been back since now, right? Back to your, to your childhood home since you've moved. Mm -hmm. I've been back once. Um, okay. I've technically been back to Minnesota twice, but I didn't stop at home the second time for very long. Um, yeah. So this is like my first extended time where I'm like spending a week of living mm -hmm. back at home in my childhood room with my parents. Actually, not in my childhood room because my childhood room has been turned into a uh, greenhouse. <laughs> um, I'm looking around the room right now and there's like plants, like shelves of plants everywhere. And um, I think that just like shows, I think it's just like my mom has taken advantage of the space, which is great. I love that. She loves her plants and I adore them as well. But it's just like, it's kind of funny because um, you think that like you'll always have a space at home, but then it's like your parents have other ideas. <laughs> and I definitely don't <laughs> think that like she's trying to like push me out or anything, but um, like I'm just settled in downstairs, like not in my childhood room. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's like it's a unfamiliar feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's like the best way to explain it. And maybe as time goes on, it'll feel more um it'll feel more comfortable but I think it's this overall idea of I feel like a visitor in my own home almost that catches me off guard um and why I say that because like I said it's like I'm not staying in my childhood room I'm staying in the guest room but it's like I'm not a guest like this is my home but then I'm like I also refer to going back to San Diego as going home. So, mm -hmm. you know, like the terminology kind of like throws me off sometimes but it's also very comforting to think that like, oh, I have two homes, one in San Diego and one with my parents. And oftentimes I'll say like home is not where a place is, is like where the people that you love mm -hmm. are. And I love that. And like, I've felt like I've had to remind myself more of that as I adjust from moving to San Diego and also moving back home to stay with my parents. Um, I feel like that's just been helping like keep the emotions at bay too um, because sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming of not knowing of being in this like unfamiliar space for the mm -hmm. first time is that kind of how you felt when you first came back after moving to Colorado yeah I I do feel a, a little bit like that I think um, I'm trying to remember the first time I came back because I have been November was the only month I didn't come back to Minnesota since oh my gosh <laughs> to Denver, which is really crazy. So February through now, I've come back every month except November. So I'm trying to think back to that time. And I I do think I felt a little bit of that. And um, but I do think like the fact where you said San Diego's a home, Minnesota's a home, that's a also a very special feeling. And I remember when I thought to myself the first time I came back home to Minnesota, thinking like, oh, I'm so excited to get back to Denver mm. and feeling that comfort and that 
you recognize your new place as a home. Mm-hmm. You're excited to go back. You're excited to go back to your space. And I think a huge thing for me that I need to work on, especially if I'm going to visit home more often, is keeping up with my routines. Mm. I think it's hard for me sometimes. Um, like I have a Denver, you know, you're you're in your own space. You have your own room, how you want it to look and your desk and your gym or whatever Mm -hmm. you do, your grocery store, like you have your own routine and keeping those habits, especially like healthy habits when I'm coming home back to Minnesota, where it's like, you're out of your routine. And, um, like you said, you do kind of have the care of your parents hosting you. So I think that was the biggest thing that I remember feeling is, um, so grateful to be home, but also feeling grateful for the excitement to be back. I think that's yeah. a really good place to be. And um, and yeah, just excited to get back into the routine of things. Because when I've come home, I've stayed for kind of extended periods of time, like mm-hmm. a week to a month at a time, which is kind of crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but which is good. You have the option to work remotely. So I think that's such a valuable thing for you to be able to have as well as like keeping that relationship with friends and family back home mm-hmm. yeah it's been really nice it's fun it's fun to come into the office and see coworkers, see friends um so while you're back do you for an extended period of time do you have any spots you're really excited to go to oh my gosh oh you're back home i feel like i did but the blizzard right now is currently yeah. like killing the vibe for everything um (laughs) like I um I was like oh my mom and dad usually we go and get dim sum on the weekends but at the dim sum place that we go to usually has a line out the door because they don't take reservations and right now it's a negative 35 wind chill like I don't don't think anybody's gonna be doing that anytime soon and I don't even know if they're like open but um hoping to spend some time with my college friends who are around and in town and I hope to maybe grab lunch with a couple of people catch up and um overall just like make the most of being back and reconnecting with people again mm-hmm. yeah that I think sounds so fun yeah I think um I'm sure you feel this too but um Sometimes I almost feel like it's like a rush when I come home to like have to make plans and see people. And sometimes that like stresses me out a little bit because it's like I want to make time for everybody. But like when you Mm -hmm. are working with five or six or 10 different schedules, it doesn't always align. But um, I've come to learn that when you have friends that that, like want to make plans with you like that, they they honestly they they're not going to mind if you need to reschedule if it doesn't work out and you mm-hmm. have to like take a rain check and do FaceTime instead. Um, I feel like it really shows you who your support system are and like who are the friends that mm-hmm. are willing to like go that extra mile to like make time for you, whether it's in person or not. So that's been really comforting, mm-hmm. but also like a struggle to like try to balance different schedules at the same time. Definitely. I think especially around the holidays right? where – a few weeks ago, I was kind of stressed. I was like, you know, you want to see all these friends and then you have family events and just things you have to do. And then I want to go into the office. So the balance of coming home of, you know, you want to fit everything in and I have like restaurants I want to go to. I don't think yeah. that I'll make it there, but <laughs> yeah, the blizzard, like you said, it is kind of killing the vibe, but rather be safe right, than sorry in a ditch or on the side of the road in this weather. But um, yeah, it's always, it is a balance coming home of figuring out how to fit a lot in a shorter amount of time. But um, yeah, yeah, it is exciting to be home. And, you know, we talk, this has been a big theme, I feel like as we're talking today is about moving and moving to a new place. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about boldness and just acts of courage or acts of boldness. And we all have different decisions that we've made in our life that's kind of changed our path Mm -hmm. has been a big decision that changes the trajectory or where we see ourselves, where we want to go. And I like to think of that as a defining moment in Mm -hmm. our life where you look back and you're like, man, that really did change the path for me. And you kind of think, what if I didn't choose that? What does that look like? Yeah. And I'm just curious of like, 
if you want to share any of those moments for you, or if you have any defining moments that were maybe a scary decision, where it was an act of boldness, but really changed the trajectory for you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think like most recently, the one at the top of mind is like moving. And I feel like we share that mm-hmm. common ground between the both of us. Um, I actually called Ellie when the opportunity was presented to me of moving to San Diego. I called Ellie because I knew that she had recently made the move to Denver. And um, we talked about like, what are some of the things that what are like the pros and what are like the cons. And I really had to like listen out to like see if uprooting my life and moving halfway across the country was going to be a good idea. Um, But to getting to that point, getting to that defining moment, um, like it happened all really, really fast for me. But um, yeah, it happened super fast. But at the same time, I think it was good because it didn't give me time to like overthink the decision. Um, I think it was like something that I wanted to do for a long time, but the opportunity never presented itself or like I just didn't feel like it was right. Um, but I think in terms of talking about like the defining moment or what has led us up to that moment, or I guess what led me to my defining moment of moving to San Diego was that I felt like when I was at my job in Minnesota, I felt like there was something missing. I just felt like I was going through my eight to five or nine to five, just going through the motions. And I was in a position, um, I worked in sales before and I work in sales now, but I was in a position in my old corporate job where I was um, trying my best and I was consistently at the top of leaderboards, consistently at the top of getting recognized. But I still wasn't feeling like I was reaching my full potential. And I hope some of you maybe relate to that, but like there, you don't, you just have this like gap of a feeling that is like, I like my job, but I don't love my job or like, I don't feel fulfilled by my job. That's where it kind of started the initial questioning of like, hmm, maybe I could be doing something more like, but then it gets to that like scary place of like, well, what is, what is that? What does that mean? What does that look like? So I think I, after that, after just like thinking that maybe I could potentially do something more, I kept opening my mind up to different things. And later, a couple of months later, I went on a business trip to California to visit one of my clients. And I thoroughly just fell in love with the people, with the environment, with sunny California rather than cloudy Minnesota and six months of winter. Um, Minnesota is beautiful in its own way. Don't get me wrong. But like just being out there and like seeing like how people live and seeing that unfold. I imagine myself as I if I was living in California and like doing that job. And then I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. And I think that was like a really, really defining moment for me of being like, wow, like I see myself here. And I remember saying that to some of my friends and telling them that like I see myself being here and I see myself really doing this job um so I think that's what really started the ball for me and after that after I started questioning that or after I started looking into the fact that like hmm, I might want to live out here I started networking I started asking questions of people of hey do you have this position x or do you have this position here Um, and networking with the people that I met in California. And that's what potentially got me a job and moved me out to San Diego, Uh, which is so exciting now talking talking through all of it and how it went down. Um, There was also a lot that I needed to do between the amount of time that I accepted a job to when I had to move. It all happened within like a month, um, which is crazy. But like I said, it didn't give me the time to like overthink or anything. So um, I think like that was a really pivotal moment of, um, first of all, recognizing that I wasn't fulfilled. And then number two, like asking the questions of what would I, what could I be doing? And then imagining myself in that place and then um, being open-minded to the opportunities that came along. So if I wasn't, if I didn't say yes to the business trip and if I didn't say yes to networking with people, I wouldn't be in the place where I am right now. So I think my overall advice to anyone who may be looking for something new or maybe looking for those um, defining moments in your life is that like 
most likely they're probably out there. Um, try to seek out other opportunities that make you feel fulfilled, that make you feel energized and make you feel motivated and lean into them because I really feel like your intuition is telling you something. Um, so I, I probably really diverge from your question, Ellie, of the defining mm -hmm. moment, but um, I'm curious to hear how your experience went with moving as well and how you define those defining moments in your life. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's a really great story and it's so fun hearing back like hearing the story now and I just remember it in that time it did go really fast and I remember talking about moving and I think it was was it a, a year before you moved or you had a post on Instagram that was like manifesting this and it was you in California and then a year later there you are it was crazy yeah so I remember yeah. going to visit some of my friends out in Orange County in San Diego in October mm -hmm of 2021. And I remember telling them, I'm like, oh, Jesus, so nice out here. Like, I want to live out here. And one of them was like, why don't you? And I kind of looked at her like, it's not that easy. Like, I can't just like move out here. <laughs> and I I was like, well, I, I don't know. Like, what would I do for a job? Like, where, what, where would I live? And she was like, I literally moved out here with no job and nowhere to stay. And I love it out here. And I was like, huh, huh. And like that kind of got the gears cranking, but mm -hmm. I was like, okay, if I did move, I really do want some stability in like a career yes. or at least like somewhere to live, especially if I'm not going to know anybody. But yeah, so I visited my friends out in um, California in October and next April, I went on my business trip, like at the end of April. And then in June, two months later, I interviewed with the company and they gave me an offer. And then I moved out at the beginning of August. <laughs> wow. That's so yes. exciting. I think that's that's so fun to hear about your friend too, who's like, oh yeah, I just went for it. And I think for me, my risk tolerance is probably not that high. But <laughs> the risk tolerance, so, yes. <laughs> yeah, like kind of figuring out your own comfort zone, where you want to leap out of your comfort zone, but figure out your mm. risk that you want to take. And I know people who have done that before too, where they go somewhere without a job and um maybe not a place to live and it it really worked out for them and um where you just kind of jump in and figure it out yep which is that's fun that's a fun environment but yeah i was thinking about like some of my defining moments and i think i have 3 throughout the course of my life that mm -hmm. i look back and i'm like yeah these were acts of boldness or a moment that was a really big decision that I, I'm an overthinker. So I spent hours thinking about and figuring out what to do. And is this a good decision? And I look back yeah, and like, yes, I learned something from that, even though there were hard times in it. But the first one that I could really think of as a, you know, somewhat of a, a young adult is choosing my college. And when I went to college, I didn't know anybody like mm -hmm. I didn't even know one person going to my university and um, I met my roommate on Facebook like in our roommate yes. Facebook like <laughs> university I remember meet. those yeah yeah and luckily like we really hit it off and we became such good friends so we went to orientation together and we could like meet each other and make friends together things like that but I knew nobody going there and that I remember thinking was so scary. I'm like, do I go to a school, you know, in state? I have some friends going there where you can kind of meet friends together and still make your own friends, things like that. Mm -hmm. But I remember I started school and for months I was considering transferring. And I thought like I made a bad decision. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I really liked the school, but it was hard finding your friend group and just um I don't know it, it's just hard it's hard starting over it is especially in a new place I was out of state so um not super close family but anyway that was a huge moment where I learned like no I can do this like I can't have a fresh start it all worked out I loved the school I had the best experience um made amazing friends but at the beginning I was like this is so hard yeah and so that was a big moment that taught me like, no, I can do this. You can have a fresh start. You'll figure it out. It's uncomfortable, but yeah. we'll get through it. Um, the second one I can really think of is studying abroad. Mm -hmm. And 
also didn't know anyone going into that. You know, you're yeah. in a new country. Where were you? I was in, I was in Florence, Italy. And I know, Rian, you also studied abroad in Prague. Yes. And I know you probably had a very similar situation where it's like you're in a new environment. You, I mean, you're not even speaking the, the language yeah. of the country you're <laughs> in, the main language. So you're really out of your comfort zone. And that was a really big moment for me too, where I was like, this is a scary experience, but it's also so exciting. And I learned so much from it. And um, yeah, I... <laughs> the first pretty much the first weekend I was there I like really needed closet hangers <laughs> yeah. and went tried to map like figure out the public transportation system to get to Ikea <laughs> it was literally like not that far away like only a few miles like less than five miles away it took me like six hours to get there oh no because I had to figure out like how do I navigate the Italian bus system <laughs> and the light rail and just like gave me confidence and like I am independent like I can navigate and like again making friends and navigating and finding confidence in making decisions for yourself so Mm. anyway um, that was one and then obviously moving to Denver like you said moving for you was a really big moment and that was huge I went to school out of state and then moved back to Minnesota after graduation, was back in Minnesota for about two years, and then moved to Denver. And I loved being back home, loved being close to family and some friends, but I I just always knew that I wanted to get out and explore a new place at some point in my life. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was scary. I'm obviously it's still very fresh. So like still making friends and figuring out hobbies and that I want to do to fill my cup personally, getting um, acquainted with working remotely when you don't have an office to go to in the state. So anyway, just those, I think are the three big things in my life that I'm like, that really built um, like confidence or just made me realize like, this is scary, but I can do it. So I'd, I'd say those are the three that really come top of mind to me. That's so cool. I love all of those experiences. I know that we, um, it's been fun to like watch you through all of those. We share a lot of the same moments and like you've taught me a lot about, especially like moving. Like I said, I called Ellie probably like three times a week just to like talk through <laughs> my decision of like moving to another state. Um, what would you say, Ellie, to the people who are, looking to step out let's say they want to look into experiences of getting out of their hometown but they they don't feel like they are equipped to like what is something that you would say to them that would maybe um, help them feel more at ease to explore that decision Mm -hmm. yeah that's a great question I you know I can only speak to my own experience and what brought me comfort and peace and I know everyone is different but I think something that really brought comfort to me is so moving to Denver just a little bit of background my fiance oh my gosh so crazy to say oh my gosh (laughs) um Jake he moved to Denver right after graduation so I like I said always knew I wanted to kind of be out of state and try somewhere new and when we when he moved to Denver and I moved back to Minneapolis we knew that we wanted to make long distance work. So Denver, that's kind of how Denver got on my radar. Mm -hmm. Um, So I knew him moving there and that's kind of it. And we don't live together. I have roommates. So that was an awesome way to make friends, Mm -hmm. finding roommates who you really connect with. So that's a little bit of background for me is um, if you are trying to figure out like, where do I want to go? It's figuring out what kind of culture do you want to live in? You know, do you want to be in a place that is the city like hustly bustling mm-hmm. um do you want a beach town like do you want a place that is really outdoorsy mm-hmm. do you I know in Minnesota we have a ton of lakes like do you want to be on the water thinking about like where do you envision yourself happiest where do you what's the culture of the place you want to live yeah and definitely go visit it um my roommate Jenna she is both my roommates Maddie and Jenna shout out they're so cool <laughs> but um Jenna took months and like road tripped around the U.S. to figure out like where she'd want to move. Oh, cool. 
so cool. And so she loved Denver and that's how she chose Denver. But like figure out where you want to be and go visit it. See if you like it. Um, But I think the biggest thing that brought me comfort in the overall decision was nothing is permanent. Mm. Like if you move there and you give yourself some time, like figure out a timeline. Like, do you want to do a short term lease and be there for six months, a year, like kind of come in maybe an expectation of like, what is my timeline of figuring this out? Because obviously if you're miserable, you don't want to keep yourself anywhere, mm-hmm. but just thinking like nothing's permanent. You know, if I, if it's really hard and um, I'm just not feeling like myself, I'm miserable, whatever, mm-hmm. like you can always move back. And that gave me so much peace and I love Denver and I had a feeling I'd love it and it'd all be great. But um, it gave me a lot of peace to know that like I'm still in charge of my decisions. Like, yeah, this decision doesn't have to be the rest of my life. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. Long tangent, but yeah. No, that was, that was honestly perfect. I think like to add to that for people that maybe have never traveled out of their hometown and is nervous to, or like they just, maybe you don't really necessarily have a passion for moving away, which is fine. But I think like my biggest advice for people that are like looking for something bigger than themselves is to physically remove yourself from the, remove yourself from your comfort zone. So if that, like, if being in your hometown, mm-hmm. if you know everybody in your hometown and their dog's names, if you know, like, where each stop sign is located in your town, like, go get out and, like, explore the city. Like, go try to parallel park downtown somewhere and, like, see how it goes and explore. Or, you know, book a trip somewhere for a week where, like Ellie said, it's not permanent. You can come back if you hate it. But the thing is, it's mm-hmm. not like you are not going to know what you enjoy and what you don't enjoy until you put yourself in a place to experience it, to actually mm-hmm. explore how it makes you feel. So yes, listening to Ellie and I's experiences might give you an idea of like what San Diego is like or what call it, what Denver is like, but until you actually do it, you're never going to know how it makes you feel. And that was like the biggest thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like being abroad was also a very defining moment for me because it was like, oh my gosh, it told me that I had so much of the world to explore and how small I felt just being in college on my little college up on a hill and how like how bubble, you know, like how gated that community was of just like being around people that are like minded, that have the same culture that, you know, go to have a lot of similarities as you um, until you literally step out into a country where you don't mm-hmm. speak any of the language and you don't know anybody and you have to like try to navigate around to local convenience stores to try to find some clothing hangers. <laughs> and those honestly mm-hmm. are the best experiences. <laughs> We're yeah. not, you know, like you share that story, Ellie, probably from a place of like, not of like trauma, but of maybe a little bit of trauma, but like, but of just like <laughs> of being proud of yourself that you did overall navigate the Italian transportation system and that you got to go so far during that period of time and it really taught you a lot. Yes, definitely. And I think I think back to where everyone is different and envisions a different thing or you know, purpose or outcome for their life and where they want to be and um and I think even if it's not moving to a new place is just like you said going downtown parallel parking <laughs> but just something that gets you out of your comfort zone where you can meet new people and just see in a new lens. I think that's the biggest thing too, is it's a really a paradigm and a lens shift to Mm. see new places, meet new people. Um, But I know for me, the biggest challenge was really like, I'm close to my family and my family is here in Minnesota. And even though I went to college out of state, um, I was back. It was driving distance. Like it was a good distance to come back home and I could see them, but having a long distance relationship, whether it be with friends, parents, a partner, romantic, whatever it is, it's, it's tough having, you know, a long distance relationship. But I think once you kind of figure out your groove and figure out communication and how you can feel connected and having your next visit scheduled, if that's feasible, things Mm -hmm. like that, where, um, 
if that's something that is scary, which it is kind of scary, you know, being away from your loved ones is coming up with a plan that works for you where you can stay connected. And luckily we have technology that's great for that, but, um, find familiar coming up with plans. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Coming up with plans where you can feel home or you can feel the love of your, your close people and still have those new experiences where it's so individualized of moving and, and, you know, life experiences in general, where find what works for you and, um, you can always try something and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but you can always try something. I love it. Yes, you can. It's not permanent. You can always go back or you can always say, nope, that wasn't for me and move on. Um, so what, what, how do we make of (laughs) being that person who steps out of their comfort zone? Let's say how, how does a person be bold? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I think um, there's steps to that where sometimes we think of boldness as being like skydiving, like something mm-hmm. crazy where mm-hmm. you're jumping out of a plane or something like that. But I think we can take small actions in our daily life to practice that boldness Yeah, and to work on um, – yeah, not always a big thing, but just working on moments of boldness, moments of courage. And some things that really come to mind to me are breaking your routine. Oh, yes. Um, You kind of said this of like getting out of your, you know, environment, but maybe it's taking a new route to work or cooking something new, but just a little tiny moment where you can experience a little bit of discomfort yeah, and see like, how does that feel for me? Um, and just, yeah, breaking your routine, getting out of the norm. Um, and I think part of that is doing something that makes you nervous. And um, that could be like wearing a funky outfit. Like maybe, maybe girl, you want to walk to your local cub foods and six inch stilettos. Girl, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> but like doing something that makes you feel nervous and um, that brings you out of your comfort zone of like, oh man, I shouldn't do this, but mm. I really want to. Or um, maybe it's talking to someone you've been wanting to approach at work or like yeah. a you know, someone that you've seen and you really want to meet them, you've seen them around and like makes you nervous to go up and talk to them, but do it, Uh Um, making them nervous. So I think those are small steps to kind of work on boldness. But when I think about bigger ones um, is we all have things that we want to achieve and like pursuing an act of courage Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be something crazy. Like I said, like jumping out of an airplane, Yeah. but maybe you really want to like do a half marathon. So hiring a trainer who can help you get there, or maybe you're, you are, you know, you've always thought about like, I should see a therapist Yeah. and talk through, um, maybe you've had trauma in your past, or even if not, you want an unbiased source to talk to and, and find comfort in. And maybe that's your act of courage is like, I've been thinking about this. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. So little things like that. So it doesn't have to be major things, but those are just some things that I think of, of like little things in our day to day that we can do to encourage boldness. And then when we do them to really like pat yourself on the back, Yes. Celebrate yourself. Like Celebrate it. Even if something small, like literally wearing a funky outfit to the grocery store, like be like, I did that. Like it made yeah. me nervous and I did it and I'm okay. Like yeah. just celebrating. So anyway, those That's are cool. Things. Yeah. Those are just some things I think in our day to day, we can really work on like moments of courage, moments of boldness. Yeah. I love that. I actually listened to a podcast where they talked about stepping out and like doing things that are like out of your comfort zone just to seek rejection which sounds really harsh when you hear it yeah like it's like oh why do I want to seek rejection but it actually builds your resilience muscle like the more that you do that the more you get like acquainted to people like they people how they explain it in the podcast was that like people would put this in practice by doing things that they know the answer was no 
to like help them build that like muscle of resiliency and like flex that like rejection muscle because I feel like as a society we shy away from so many things that like we know that are gonna be negatively affected that would negatively affect us or like people saying no that we don't do those things but we actually like miss out on those experiences so that's what it reminded me of and to go back to your point of like how we be bold and like how we seek out this courageous moment is that like I love your example of wearing stilettos to your grocery store. (laughs) But I think like the defining moment in that is like how you perceive yourself and how you feel. Because Mm -hmm. of course, if you're not like, if you're not rocking those six inch heels to the grocery store, then like, then it's just like, then you're just wearing six inch heels to the grocery store. Then like, you're not being bold, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's how you are actually portraying yourself or like the confidence that you are exuding when you do those Mm -hmm. things. So um, of course, do things that make you feel the most confident and like find things that make you like feel really good inside. And that's how you Mm -hmm. like really push yourself out of the comfort zone. Um, Something that I found when I am doing that and maybe some people will relate to this when I do push myself out of the comfort zone I feel like I always think that like I'm an I'm a fake like I'm a fraud the imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. you know like you feel like you feel like you're not completely uh like equipped for this position and that you feel like you're kind of like acting out of your character but I've actually like twisted you know shifted that mindset instead of the imposter syndrome I'll tell myself believe it and be it because if I have the confidence Mm -hmm. and I believe in myself through the thing that I'm doing then I will eventually be it so like if I say I wanted to be the like I wanted to be CEO of a company like if I don't start acting confident and start like acting like I know what I'm doing if I don't believe that then like I'm probably not going to achieve it and I'm not going to be it so no more imposter syndrome we're leaving that in 2022 and we are going to say believe it and be it because I think that is such so much of a better phrase than the imposter syndrome. <laughs> yeah, I love that so much. That's awesome. And it's it's such a true thing where it's like whatever you envision your yourself doing in the future, like why not start that now? I don't know. That's yeah, I yeah. love that. I love that so much. Yeah. Um Jenna Kutcher, one of my favorite podcasters, she was talking about that as well. And like she said in the future, she envisioned herself wearing like jeans and a white linen shirt, Mm. like a very small thing. I don't know where she like was like, I don't, I'm, I don't feel fulfilled where I am now. Like did an exercise of what do I look like? Like my envisionment of the future, what I want to work towards. And then she looked down and she's like, I'm in sweatpants every day, which is not a bad thing at all. Mm -hmm. But she's like, if this is my vision, then I'm going to go buy a pair of jeans and a white linen shirt and be it. You know, I love it. I thought even a small thing like that. So I think it, yeah, that's such a good point of, yeah, um, yeah, be that. (laughs) I have like a personal example of how I've pushed myself out of my comfort zone recently, recently and like switching it up. Um, So my current, my boyfriend, he's like, Every time we go somewhere, he always 90 degree backs into a parking spot. And I oh ask him, why do you do that? And he's like, it's just so much more efficient to like get out of your spot. It's actually safer, especially if you have like a backup camera, then you can actually like see if you're going to hit the curb or hit the car rather than like in the front. Not a lot of cars actually do mm-hmm. have like front cameras where you can see. So the visibility is actually better for you. And I, the first time I saw him do that, I was like, I am actually horrible at doing that. Like I would run into something or someone and he was like, but you have like, a, you have a camera, you have a backup camera. Like, why don't you just like use it and like use the mirrors? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to challenge myself <laughs> and start doing that. And the first couple of times I'm telling you, I was sweating. Like I'm like sweating, thinking about it, like trying to back into a camping <laughs> spot. But I practiced at, and now every time I go into work, usually I get there early enough. There's not a whole lot of spots like that are filled up. So I 90 degree back into the spot that I want to back into. And like, I practice doing that. So when I actually go out in public, I practice with like real, I actually do it with like real cars and stuff. And it's true. It's mm-hmm. actually so much more efficient than like pulling into a parking wow. spot. And <laughs> it, it makes me so proud to say that like, I do that and the, that like, I can do that now. And I feel comfortable with doing that. Whereas mm-hmm. like two months ago, I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. 
So seek out little things in your day that you can yeah. be doing to like push yourself a little bit out of the comfort zone and like really build that resiliency muscle. That's such a good example and very impressive. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I feel like I had something like that and this is so small and I'm working on not really caring what people around me think, which yes. That's tough. Also, well, I mean, that's also like a huge part of it. Like you can't yes. give into what other people are thinking of you when you are trying yeah. to be bold and leaning into what you want to do. It's for sure. And it's like in this specific thing, I would just wanted to, it was in the summertime. And so it's before the, back in the day when the sun would set at 9 p.m. <laughs> and now it sets at like 4 p.m. But um, I wanted I was done, like went to yoga and was just like in a very Zen mood and I wanted to continue that. So I went to the park to journal and I brought like a blanket and laid out my blanket and brought some snacks and journaled and like everyone around me was walking their dog or like playing volleyball. And I thought like, I'm the only one who just like laid out a blanket and is journaling. Like, this is so weird. I love that. I thought what people Main character vibes. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, why do I care what these what people think like I'm enjoying this moment and I really want to do this and that's like the smallest thing ever and most people are probably like what the heck that's like that's really cool that's nothing to I me. mean oh, honestly for me it was an, yeah that's like a really good analogy of what are things that you could be doing in your life that reflects yourself as a main character in a movie I know like that you might have seen that as a trend on TikTok Ooh. if you're on TikTok and stuff or on Instagram but like People were like, yeah, main character vibes, like love that. Like, what are you going to do in your life that makes you feel like the leading character in a movie or in a role? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think if we start asking ourselves that mm-hmm. question, that might get us more into the space of like, okay, how do I be more bold and how do I get myself out of the comfort zone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a good a good point of being the the lead character. And I think for me too, part of it was like, I've heard someone say, you know, you're always with yourself. Mm. Um, you know, at the end of the day, like you're always with yourself. So be comfortable spending time with yourself and like bring yourself on dates, like do things for Ooh, yourself. Yeah. yeah. I think that's also main character energy where it's like feel really content and do things for yourself because you don't always need a friend to go have a picnic right. or a friend to go try out your new coffee shop or a wine bar, which is something I'm working on something I'm working on because I like going with other people and I'm working on being like bold I guess but also giving myself permission to be like no I can do this for myself I don't have to always have a reason of seeing someone else so um yeah that's a really good point of main character energy main character energy folks that's what we're gonna carry out (laughs) be it and believe it or believe it and be it I love it then main character energy yeah, I love that. Those are takeaways. <laughs> I feel Such like good I takeaways. That. Yeah, I feel like I need to write that on a post-it note and put it on my mirror every day. Maybe we should put it in I, front of your. I think that's like a great. Yeah, that's a, like a great thing to do. Speaking of putting things I love on. Visuals. Speaking of like putting things on your mirror, um, I came home into my childhood bedroom and my mom wrote on the mirror a little heart and it says I love you and under it says I love myself and I'm like how powerful like what an amazing affirmation to like so yourself and like tell yourself that like you love yourself every day like oh so good feeds into the confidence feeds into overall main character energy of doing things by yourself and feeling confident in what you do I love it I love speaking of affirmations oh yes we wrap with an affirmation we shall I think that was a really like really like fulfilling conversation about defining moments right and Mm -hmm. i i hope that um i hope that you do take something away from this episode in terms of not necessarily having to like leave home or like move out of state to find those defining moments but doing things for yourself that makes you feel like the main character and having the confidence to build those defining moments in your life Mm -hmm. so um ellie i think our affirmation leads into that today so do you want to take away with affirmation to wrap up the episode Yes. So this affirmation we have today can repeat it back to yourself, maybe write it on your mirror or put it as Mm -hmm. your screensaver. But our affirmation to end today is 
Be brave enough to be bad at something new. I love it. 90 degree back in parallel park somewhere. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. For me, that's like skiing. There's so many things I'm bad at, but it's so fun to do. So be brave enough to be bad at something new and don't be afraid to do something for you. Yes. I love it. (laughs) That totally rhymed. You're such a poet. But but thank you all so much for joining us for this episode today. And we hope that you enjoyed it and that we can follow the keep the discussion rolling and follow along with us on social media on Instagram at Be Your Own Boss Podcast. Our Facebook community can let us know what your defining moments are. Mm-hmm. I love it. And yeah, share anything that you want to tag us in, whether it's your new tip trick thing or send us a DM. We would love to hear what you want to see in more episodes. And as well, leave us a feedback on whichever streaming service you're currently listening on, because that overall helps our podcast gets boosted. And also, if you found this message really um, speaking to you, um, hopefully we encourage you to share it with a friend or with a family or whoever you think would benefit from listening to this podcast. And with that, that brings us to the end. <laughs> (laughs) of this episode so we'll catch you next time on our next episode on thursday and we will talk to you soon bye bosses bye bosses